Welcome to another edition of the PW Mania Hot Tag Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Justin C. Joined this week by both my co-host, Cam, and the chairman, Stephen Vincent, as we are here to catch up on the last about week and a like, few days of pro wrestling that have been going on uh, since we last recorded with you guys. Uh, I guess you could probably say we'll start back until, of course, the still the hot topic in the world of pro wrestling, which is CM Punk being in the WWE. Uh, he appeared on SmackDown last Friday and uh, kind of made a, a reference to Kevin Owens punching people out. He said you can't go around punching people out backstage, obviously, which is a little probably a veiled shot at the uh, his incidents backstage at AEW with Jungle Boy and the Young Bucks. Uh, so it's funny that they ran an angle like that just to kind of get around mentioning that kind of thing. And then we had some same stuff at Raw 2, and of course we had his first interaction with Seth Rollins after CM Punk signed his contract to be on the Raw brand. So it looks like CM Punk will be on Raw, we have Randy Orton on SmackDown, and it looks like they're starting the slow tease now to a potential CM Punk-Seth Rollins match down the line. Uh, CM Punk did declare for the Royal Rumble, so it's probably not, obviously not going to be Punk versus Rollins at the Rumble, but... I think you know, you look at it, CM Punk, if you were to win the Rumble, is the probably one of the only logical choices if they're going to start building the Seth Rollins feud that if Punk were to win, why wouldn't they go after Roman Reigns and said go after Seth Rollins? Is probably That makes sense there. So, uh, Chairman, you were not on after we recorded after Survivor Series when CM Punk uh, made his return and showed up the next night on Raw. So why don't you just give us your thoughts on on Punk returning to the WWE and your thoughts when you saw that Survivor Series and all the stuff that's happened since. Yeah, it's been a hot month since I've been around, but I'm back. Um, it did take 10 years like somebody else did, but uh, here I am. Anyways, um, Survivor Series was, you know, a great show, and, you know, the show was kind of winding down, you know, and then, you know, it's like, okay, guess it's not happening, you know, whatever. It's fun, you know, teasing it for the last how many weeks, months, whatever it may be, and, then all of a sudden, you know, the music hit, and it's like, oh, boy, you know. I was like, whoa, it, it, it's happening. It's actually happening. And I'm like, this is crazy, you know. Like, time heals all wounds, I guess, you know. And I was just blown away. It's like, yeah, you kind of expected it, but at the same time, until you really see it in the face, you know, it's just like, it's crazy. So, you know, I'm definitely excited. You know, my interest in WWE has increased dramatically now. Like, I'm watching Raw and SmackDown you know, more now because, you know, Punk's back. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. And he's just curious to see, like, what he's going to do, who he's going to feud with, what he's going to say. Like, you're, I'm just waiting for those subtle AEW shots, like you just pointed out, you know, about the backstage stuff, you know, can't go punching people. So it's just like, you pretty much knew he was going to Raw once Randy Orton declared SmackDown. Because, like, you get two mega alpha stars back in one night. And, SmackDown definitely needed a boost, so getting Randy Orton will definitely help, but getting CM Punk and Raw, and we pretty much, you know, we all saw the Seth Rollins stuff on the internet of him freaking out at CM Punk return, you know, there's personal stuff there, but, you know, unlike the other place, you know, Seth Rollins is willing to put the personal stuff aside, what's best for business, phenomenal promo last night, by the way, I mean, if you didn't see it, I would definitely check it out, you know, it was very similar to the Cody situation a couple years ago, where, you know, you had to leave and, you know, you trashed us and you're not welcome back here and I'll slam the door on you first chance I get. And, you know, it's probably a logical choice that Punk and Rollins are saving for the big kahuna of WrestleMania 40, and I'm fine with that. The build's going to be phenomenal. 
Punk is going to have to jump the hurdles to get there. And the Royal Rumble is going to be probably his first in-ring action, I would imagine, back, which is fine. And who knows, you know, where that's going to go. I mean, Cody Rhodes has declared. The field's going to fill up. But, I mean, Punk and Rhodes will definitely be in the final four. I mean, that's going to be like negative 10,000 odds on that. I'd be shocked if those two were not in the final four, at least. Yeah, I mean, it's the easiest way to build the uh, a drama for a potential Royal Rumble match where it's you got pretty much the two, uh, I would say, obvious odds-on favorite in Cody and uh, Punk getting there to the end. I'm sure you could throw somebody into like a Jey Uso. I mean, you could even maybe throw somebody in that's like a like a Gunther, like we had Gunther and Cody last year. So um, it, it'll definitely add drama to it. And yeah, like you said, we got all the Seth Rollins stuff that's been playing up. You know, like his his quote unquote uh, reaction when Punk came out at Survivor Series, building to the story. I'm sure they're slowly uh you know building to getting to the the big pro like promos like like Sharon said it was a very good promo from punk last night but i'm sure they're just slowly building this i mean we still we still do have about a month and a half until the royal rumble so you can't just go full on out all out with the uh with the pot shots at each other right away you got to slowly build this up and i'm sure punk probably won't be at every raw going forward so you don't want to go ahead and rush this but i think these two know that they could do good business together they'll probably end up main eventing wrestlemania night one if that's the route they go with punk and rollins and it'll be interesting to uh, to see how that how we get there uh cam your thoughts on punk's promo last night and his first interaction with seth well you know, they announced earlier that CM Punk's uh, in-ring return is going to be in my uh, almost my backyard here at the Holiday House show against Dominic Mysterio. So I was like, I had half a mind to uh, tell my kids they get less Christmas presents so Daddy can go watch a house show. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, I thought the Punk promo was better last night. It's very laid back, kind of. He, I feel like he, when, you know, he's home and all that stuff, I feel like he's comfortable. In AEW, I feel like he was really playing into his character very much. And I'm assuming, you know, at some point we'll see punk transition more into old school CM Punk and things like that. But right now, you know, he's kind of like a, just a happy go lucky baby face. And you know, that, that won't last that long. We all know at some point that he will turn heel. Um, you know, I thought his and Seth's reaction interaction was pretty good. You know, everyone on the internet saying that he, Seth cut the same promo as hangman, but I'm like, you know, this is in context of kind of like what's happening within the story, you know? So it's not, I mean, a lot of guys cut the same wrestling promos. You know, heels have been cutting the same promos for 110 years or however long they've been doing pro wrestling. Um, so I don't read too much into that. But, you know, I think that's that's the route to go. I mean, I kind of did almost chuckle at CM Punk being in the Rumble. And I don't think Punk's above the Rumble. And Cody and top, top guys aren't above being in the Rumble. But I almost felt like they were going to really give him a singles match at me at, at Royal Rumble. But, you know, if that's the route they're going to go, CM Punk probably the favorite now to win the Rumble. And it's 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 very peculiar because, you know, he keeps up about the 10 years, and it's basically 10 years to the day where he quit after the Rumble. And, you know, a week and a half later, he was going to be at a house show in Vegas that I was going to, and he wasn't there. And, you know, here we are 10 years later, so it's kind of weird. Um, but, you know, I thought it was good. You know, Punk's back. You know, he's got two shirts, and it's still, still a little um, – take back you know whenever you hear his music and michael cole mentioning him on raw on smackdown and things like that so it is it is kind of funny 
Yeah, I was joking that you should have um, Kane come back as corporate Kane uh, in this year's Royal Rumble just to give Punk like bad flashbacks and worry about possibly being eliminated by him again, um, which would be kind of funny. But I think uh, I wouldn't say I don't think Kane's Kane's probably not persona non grata there at this point. You know, even you know how crazy he is. Uh, but you know, maybe Mary Kane can use some uh, tax dollars to fly out there to Florida to take part in it. And like I said, Randy Orton is joining the Smack. was on SmackDown. He had an interaction with L.A. Knight, uh, tag team with L.A. Knight this past uh, Friday on SmackDown. And it seems like we're slowly getting to probably Randy Orton, Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, which I think is probably the smart thing to do. Uh, you know, Orton's back. He's recovering. He's, you know, going after the bloodline. Those are the people that took him out. You know, he had his tag team with Jay and, and like we said, at Survivor Series. But Orton Reigns is, I think, is a smart way to go. There's not, I mean, yeah, you probably would maybe you wanted to see him wrestle like, you know, Reigns wrestle in LA Knight again. But I think if you're bringing back a star as big as Randy Orton and he was taken out by the bloodline, I think the smart thing to do is just go ahead and do Reigns Orton at Royal Rumble. Um, if they have, they fought one-on-one since Reigns won the title. I do not remember it, but uh, to share your thoughts on Orton's return and him going up against Reigns at the Rumble. <laughs> Orton looks fantastic right now, and he's definitely motivated, and it's a good thing that he's back. You know, happy to see him. You know, he's one of my favorites over the years, and, you know, he's pretty much singled out the bloodline. Like, that's who his targets are, you know, and unfortunately his bro is no longer with him, standing side by side, so he's going to have to find a new bro. But, uh, you know, I definitely have no problem with Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble. You know, Royal Rumble usually is kind of a – weird pay-per-view of world championship matches because you never know what you're going to get. But I feel like this is a worthy match. I think it can be very good. I think the build could be really fantastic. And I think, you know, Randy Orton is definitely a threat to beat Roman. I mean, I don't see it, but I mean, he's definitely more of a threat than a lot of guys could be. I mean, Randy Orton is a former, what, 14 time world champion at this point now going for 15. So, you know, maybe they throw a crazy curveball and, you know, Randy Orton wins the title to drop it at Mania to Cody, and then Roman can fight The Rock and then go off to Hollywood. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities, but, you know, I'm all for this. You know, Randy Orton on SmackDown, I'm all for the ride. It's only a matter of time, like we said before, of CM Punk turning heel. Randy Orton heel turn is probably coming up before the end of next year at some point. Yeah, I do wonder if the steroid policy applies to Randy Orton because, yeah, like you said, he is very uh, jacked up to the gills. Um, you know, I'm not accusing him of anything, but it may. Maybe he's just gotten really good shape since he's come back. Uh, you know, I don't want him coming over to my house and, like, pooping in my laptop bag, so I don't need to have that. Um, Cam, you and I kind of touched on it last week, but uh, Orton Reigns, you think that's the right way to go? Yeah, I mean, I feel like when we talked about it, you know, when Randy came back, I thought uh... – off the top of my head, a um, WrestleMania match, excuse me, for Randy and Solo Sokoa would be pretty good. I mean, it elevates Solo to another level, and it doesn't make, you know, Randy be in the main event scene, which could still definitely be in the cards. Or, you know, they do something wacky and put him together as a tag team. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's – you got the Rumble match. You know, we'll see if Seth's defending the title – if not, you know, Roman coming back against Randy Orton was good. I mean, I don't – I could see what Chairman said, you know, just quick snap, drop the title, have Cody face Randy for the title at, at uh, Mania, and your big three matches are kind of set right there. 
if you can get The Rock to come back and wrestle Roman Reigns. Um, I mean, I don't know. I just don't see it happening. I mean, Roman's never around enough to where it's like, okay, like, will he lose the title? Is he just going to be the champion for, like, the rest of time and everyone's just going to fight over the Raw belt? Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I think – I mean, I think it's a good match. I mean, I'll, off the top of my head, I would assume that Randy Orton and, and Roman Reigns have had a singles match at some point. They've both been in the WWE for a long time. Um, but it would be a nice, fresh matchup, and it would actually be someone where, you know, since Jay and Cody and the Drew McIntyre match several months ago, that it will be another guy where it's like, okay, this guy could possibly take the belt off Roman. Yeah, I'm trying to look up their uh, singles matches here. So the first thing that comes up is actually they've only ever had two singles matches together, with one being on a 2014 episode of Raw, and then their only premium live event match was at SummerSlam the same year. So, wow. That, yeah, so 2004, 10 years, almost 10 years. You have to go back to Roman Reigns and Randy Orton having a one-on-one match. Uh, it's just it's kind of insane when you actually think about that, given how you know around Roman Reigns has been during that whole time and how Orton's been around that whole time. That's almost nuts to think about. Um, so yeah, we've got the favorites to, uh, we got the favorites to the men's Royal Rumble there talking in CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. Obviously you can throw stuff out there too. Like I said, if you want to get crazy with other people, um, you know, Gunther, you know, Drew McIntyre, who the hell knows? Uh, you don't think, uh, I'll ask you this real quick, you guys, Cam, that, uh, Miz is going to beat Gunther for the Intercontinental title as they got Miz challenged Gunther and Gunther said he'll give it to him only if Miz uh, no longer challenges for the IC title as long as Gunther is champion. You, you don't, you don't actually think they're going to put the title on Miz, do you, Cam? Oh, 100% they're going to do that. No, um, I mean, I would love to see Punk and Gunther mix it up. I mean, I mean, I think, obviously I think Gunther retains and then... The problem with, with that situation is that we all look up there. We're huge fans on this podcast. You know, we've been hyping him up for years, even when Vince was, you know, jobbing him out on the main roster in five seconds, um, that he needs he needs some more legitimate challengers. And it's, it's it's nice that Seth's on the show every single week and is defending the title and things like that. But, you know, that those secondary titles that kind of got put on a pedestal for a little bit there when Trish took over are kind of – slowly going back to the WWE way where it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, we do have these mid-card titles and Logan Logan Paul's holding the other one. So that one's getting a little bit of notoriety, but Gunther's kind of just hanging out. You know, I want to I want to see that match play, take place before the Rumble, and then I want Gunther to have uh, a very solid opponent for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, uh, what do you think, Chairman? You're not actually worried about them putting the IC title on the Miz, are you? No, but it's a good story because the Miz has been a very prominent intercontinental champion over the years and he did some phenomenal work you know years ago you know smackdown kind of first had that brand split in 2016 matches with the great Dolph ziggler who's no longer with us in wwe but um yeah i think you know it's a good it's a good test for guther i mean guther's gonna kill him and chop his chest off and send him back to maurice in a body bag but you know it's fine it's just you know i, I really hope in the guther should probably enter the royal rumble again and probably be a final four guy again I mean, run him and Cody back, maybe. I don't know. But uh, that was fun last year. I don't see why they can't do that again this year. I mean, his WrestleMania plans are really murky right now because, like, you know, I remember we talked, you know, that he might have been facing Seth Rollins. But obviously, seeing Punk's return kind of puts that in jeopardy. So I'd be really curious to see who they have step up to challenge him for the Intercontinental title to defeat him. But this, this title reign is going on strong, and I'm all for it. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, Jey Uso comes to mind, but we still have the, the possible Jay versus Jimmy match in the back of your head somewhere. Uh, you know, they did a pretty good job when they had the Chad Gable Gunther matches uh, of about a month. I think it was a month ago at this point. They did a good job with the story there, and I think uh, Gable probably has enough built up people behind him that, that could work. Uh, you know, and then there's people like you guys on NXT. If you want to bring up a Carmelo Hayes, even though I saw he's going to be in the uh, U.S. title uh, t- tournament, I think on SmackDown to determine a number one contender. So, uh, you know, there's there's options out there. And that's the one thing with how the WWE is being booked nowadays is that all these people are being booked so strong that there's you know you're not looking at it saying there's limited options. There's actually a good amount of options out there for Gunther to face at WrestleMania if given the opportunity. So very positive on that front. Uh, we talked about a little bit of like we said Cody uh, Punk the Men's Royal Rumble. Uh, we can look at the Women's Royal Rumble here too because there might have been a development to that over this past weekend or this past Friday on SmackDown where it looks like Charlotte Flair potentially suffered a injury well she definitely suffered an injury but the severity of it still isn't known as uh she heard herself going to the outside it looked like going for a moonsault uh a lot of people thought it was her foot there but then there were people saying she was heard and seen saying my knee my knee uh she was pulled off of weekend house shows and didn't work any of those and they're still waiting on a full medical update on what exactly is the issue with uh you know charlotte flair obviously some sort of leg injury but we always know come WrestleMania season that, you know, Charlotte Flair is going to be the be around the main event picture. She's probably going to be in a title match. It's very unlikely she's not going to be on the show. Or, and if she is going to be on the show, like I said, it'll be a title match. So if Charlotte is out for a long period of time, I mean, so we're looking at WrestleMania is just under four months from now. So if she has to have any kind of ACL surgery or uh, you know, something like that. It'll definitely keep her out. A broken foot, depending on the severity, she'd probably be back. But um, it might throw a wrench into some WrestleMania plans. I mean, I saw some people throwing out the rumor that they thought there could be the four horsewomen versus damage control with Sasha Banks possibly returning. That's on the table apparently now, as it seems like people seem to think that, you know, since she hasn't signed with AEW yet, that they think there's a possibility that she might go back to WWE and it's, it might be uh, better odds in AEW. So that's on the table. Um, you know, we talked about Becky versus Rhea uh, kind of being the Raw uh, women's main event. That's kind of what we thought. That's why, that's why I never fully believed the four horsewomen thing. Um, it just didn't make any sense to me, though. Of course, if you are going to bring Sasha Banks back you, before WrestleMania, you want her focus be a big focus of it. I don't know what you do unless you put maybe the tag, the women's tag titles on Kyrie Sane and Asuka. And then you can do Kyrie Sane and Asuka against Bailey and uh, Sasha Banks. So... That's a possibility there. Uh, I still feel like Bailey's probably going to get kicked out of damage control at some point. We'll see. But um, with Charlotte Flair's injury, I'll go over to you, Cam, first this time. Do you think uh, anything changes? What's your thoughts? I should just say, what's your thoughts going into the Royal Rumble as a potential favorite to win it? I mean, even before the Charlotte injury, in my head, I mean, who knows about development, but in my head, I'd say if I was a betting man, which Justin knows I am, I would I would throw some money at Jade Cargill winning the Royal Rumble. I'd throw some money at Sasha Banks winning the Royal Rumble. And I'd throw a little bit of money at Becky Lynch winning the Royal Rumble. Um, I think those three are, are your favorites. I mean, you kind of look at the landscape and you thought we've been hyping up Becky versus Rhea for a long time. And that's 
kind of where we're at with WWE women's wrestling or maybe just with just women's wrestling in general in the United States is that the match we're kind of all waiting for is Becky versus Rhea. Um, and the reason why I say Becky wins the Rebels because, you know, Becky did the NXT thing, isn't really doing much right now. Haven't been on Raw in two weeks, right? Three weeks, if I remember correctly. I've, I've been watching Raw and I don't think I've seen her in the last few weeks. So she's kind of just hanging out. So to me, that means I think that the hype train for that and, you know, early on, if if Becky does win the Rumble and it's Becky versus Rhea, I'd still put money on Rhea to walk out that and kind of she's going to go on some sort of Gunther Roman Reigns-esque run. I feel like, you know, unless unless Jade's the move, but, uh, you know, they took Triple H and last talked about development. We know we talked about it, them taking shots to AEW and her development being stalled and all that stuff. Um, she's been down there for a few months and, you know, you don't want to wait too long i feel like the night after wrestlemania would be too long for her to debut so i mean her coming in at the rumble unannounced even if she doesn't win that and you set up some sort of match with her and bailey or her and bianca or anything you want to do like that for wrestlemania that'd be completely fine but i think for her to get her feet wet at the rumble is 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 the right call but yeah i mean i would my betting order would be becky um jade then sasha and giving our betting track records over the last couple of months, it probably would end up being somebody like Nia Jax winning the Royal Rumble, just because that's how we are with our bets. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I mean, last four would be Nia, Dana Brooke, fucking everybody, like people I completely whiffed on. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think getting Jade's toes wet in the Rumble is probably the right thing to do. You can have her come in there. You know, you can have like a veterans in there, like a Natalia to kind of bounce around and get like take bumps for her. It's exactly what you will want. And something like for Jade Cargill in the World Rumble, you want her to come in like when the when there's maybe like eight or 10 women in there and she can just come in and clear almost all of them out. That's a smart thing to do. Um, you know, I do wonder, like we talked about the idea of a Jade versus Charlotte match at WrestleMania. You wonder if like that's something that was on the table that if Charlotte's injury is severe is not something that, you know, they obviously could do anymore. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I think after the Royal Rumble, I think, or after WrestleMania is way too long after given how long they hyped up her, hyped her up is too long to wait. So that definitely wouldn't be my play. I think if the Royal Rumble is a smart thing to do and then get her involved in something going into WrestleMania. Uh, Chairman, what are your thoughts leading into to this, like looking at a potential favorite for women's Royal Rumble and if Charlotte's <clears throat> injury changes anything with that? I think for me, Charlotte wasn't, ain't even a factor for WrestleMania, like, main events, matches. Like, I think there's other paths to be taken right now. Like, we've already seen Charlotte and Rhea Ripley twice at WrestleMania now. Like, that ain't going to happen again anytime soon. And Charlotte and EO Sky, I just think there's better stories right now with EO than Charlotte. So, the injury, I don't think, matters. I mean, yeah, she would have been on the card. What? I don't know. But we'll see what happens. Um you know, we haven't had a two-time women's Royal Rumble winner yet. And obviously, Ronnie will not be partaking this time around, so she crossed her off the list. But, I mean, there's only going to be a few of them. I mean, Rhea's obviously not going to be in the Rumble. So, I mean, Asuka, Becky, Charlotte's obviously questionable at this point. Or Bianca. I mean, we'll see. I mean, Rhea is probably either facing Bianca Belair, who we all have talked about the dream match. We all want to see it. And SmackDown's women's division is really strong right now where Raw's isn't. So I feel like, you know, Bianca just saying, I'm going after you, Rhea. You know, we have history and 
they could do that. Obviously, Becky's kind of the strong one on Raw. She's wasting her time right now with Nia Jax, of all people, like bringing up that five-year punch in the face. I mean, that's what they're doing with Becky right now is just to keep her reveling is just bringing up five-year feuds of Nia Jax. It's like gross. So, you know, I see Rhea facing one of those two. EO's a little more complicated. I mean, we talked earlier. We talked the fallout for Bailey's going to happen at some point from the damage control. And Bailey could win the Royal Rumble, be the third horse woman to win it, and, you know, call her a shot, go after EO. Or maybe she wins the Rumble and she's kind of indecisive and they haven't turned on her yet. But I almost feel like maybe something's happening at the Rumble where they do. I don't know. It's There's a lot of questions to be there. I mean, I think EO and Bailey be a good match. You know, we touch on Sasha Banks. You know, obviously that name's been circling around. Mercedes Monet, whatever you want to call her nowadays. And, you know, they would try to probably make her a big surprise return at the Rumble. I know there was talks originally. CM Punk was potentially slated for a Rumble return, but obviously they went with the Chicago route. So, you know, they want to get a big Rumble surprise, and Sasha would be huge. You know, Jade debut would be huge. I mean, those would be your two big, huge Liv Morgan return would be huge as well, I think. I don't know where she's at for recovery, but, you know, they're to the point now where they don't need to bring back the Jillian Halls anymore and the Kelly Kellys. Like, I think they got enough women between Raw and SmackDown and NXT where they can just propel with what they have, and you only have to bring maybe one or two from ladies from back in the day back. And, you know, you can bring Trish back, and maybe she can beat the shit out of Zoe Stark and send her away forever. That'd be great, but... You know, there's a lot of question marks. I think Bailey's my pick right now, but that could change in a week. Yeah, and that's the good thing about having an open women's Royal Rumble like that is I think we can look at it and be like, yeah, okay, yeah, there's one or two favorites that are probably going to win the men's, but the idea that the women's is more open I think is a positive thing. And we talk about that every year. Like, predictable can be good if done right, but unpredictable can also be good too if it's done the right way as well. So uh, a lot of open... Hey, uh, real yeah. quick. What do you think the odds of AJ Lee are coming back? Everyone's starting to get that rumor going. I think it's possible that she can make an appearance in the Rumble match. I would not be surprised at all if that ended up happening. Uh, full-time, I don't know of course if you return at the rumble it would get the, the pot stirring but i would not be surprised if there was already talk about uh her making an appearance in the royal rumble what do you think cam i mean i think that's probably 100 percent happening i mean she hasn't done anything she's wrote a book and then she <clears throat> kind of appeared for that women's of wrestling show that you can only watch on like cable access um I mean, I feel like it's 100% happening, right? Like, the the idea that she never even came to AEW really still baffles me. I mean, obviously, Punk wasn't there very long. But the idea that they brought in Punk, and unless she has no interest, unless she has zero interest in, in wrestling, the if she comes back to the Royal Rumble, it's, it's almost hilarious to me that Tony Khan, like, didn't at least bring her in for a one-off or something. Even if they couldn't use AJ Lee, they just go with whatever her real name is. Um AJ Punk. AJ Punk, yeah. <laughs> J J A Punk. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just baffled. But yeah, I think it's 100% happening. And then I feel like, again, President said that if, if she has interest in wrestling, because they don't have kids, they have a fucking dog that apparently is tougher than fucking the Young Bucks and Hangman Adam Page combined. Um, 
so yeah, I could definitely see at least a, a one, two year run. I mean, again, depends on her interest. Maybe she has no interest because I assume at some point she could have worked for stardom or impact or anybody and got a bunch of money, but she never did. So, but yeah, I mean, at least guaranteed, I would, you know, put the odds at least at like three to one, two to one that she at least appears for the rumble, even if nothing going forward. All right, let's switch things over here now to the scene over in AEW. And the big match they ended up having last week on Dynamite was Christian Cage against Adam Copeland for the TNT Championship, which, you know, I got to admit, they were doing a good job building up. It had me interested. I um, I look at, you know, watch the match the next day. I just don't know about the ending, as we saw when we had Nick Wayne's mom, uh, Shayna, come down to the aisle, grab the TNT title, and hit Adam Copeland with it in the head, um, and then have Cage, you know, or Christian Cage hit his finisher to pick up the win. I don't know, like, I understand Christian's character has been great, and Christian's had this, like, you know, Thing going after dads and you know he turned nick wayne uh bad and now getting the mom involved is just i think a step too far unless he's trying to form like the aew version of uh raven's flock from ecw where he had uh the sandman's wife and kid with him at the same time but it's just a weird step to i don't know i just feel like whenever like real life moms get involved in actual storylines like this it's just never going to end up working out now i i doubt it was a one-off but when i when i saw the ending i just went there and looked and was like oh like really we're involving this now and they couldn't have just done this without you know the mom being involved or at nick wayne it's just like it was a bad ending to a match i was really hyped up for and I guess we'll see what happens next with Christian on Dynamite and them. But I just think that kind of ending is kind of just looking at, you know, something that we've been talking about forever now. It's just the booking in AEW over the last, you know, probably almost six months at minimum that has been kind of ruining things for them. But, uh, Chairman, I'll ask you first, just what were your thoughts on the match if you saw it? And then your thoughts on the uh, uh, the finish. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the match was advertised, I was interested. It's like, okay, Christian versus Adam Copeland, cool. You know, I mean, Christian's heel run right now is phenomenal. It's probably one of the few things that AEW is going right right now, which isn't a lot at all. But, you know, Christian's kind of having this rejuvenation right now. He's actually more interested in Adam Copeland is right now, which is kind of weird. But, you know, Adam decided to go to the other side of the fence, and it's not really greener over there for him, is it? I mean, but, you know, apparently WWE had up for him, so whatever. But, you know, yeah, it, it's typically AW. It's just getting weird, you know. We're calling up Nick Wayne's mom to get involved. And, I mean, this whole Darby Sting thing. And, I mean, I don't know if – then Luchasaurus gets name changed at Killswitch now or some shit. Like, I, I don't even know what to think of it anymore. But, you know, it is what it is. It's just – Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what are your thoughts, Cam? <laughs> I'm just laughing. Um, it's just so crazy that, that it AEW is literally turning into um, WCW. Like, we all joked about it and thought, you know, this and that. And, I mean, TNA's booking was at least a little bit better. Um, I'll start with Christian. I think Christian's character has been pretty darn good the last month or so. Um, and that's kind of where I stopped. 
him and Luchasaurus as a tandem, fantastic. Nick Wayne, I say this with all due respect, Nick, even though you probably will never hear this. You're a phenomenal independent wrestler. You have zero business being on fucking television. I have as much business on tele- do- being on television as you do. And the one of the humongous problems in AEW is that they get these guys. AEW is basically washed out WWE wrestlers and dudes who have no business on television. There's like no middle ground in AEW. It's fucking insane. The fact that like <clears throat> Miro and all these other guys are doing nothing. And I get it. Nick, you know, Nick Wayne has the ties to Darby and Edge and blah, blah, blah. Excuse me, Adam Copeland. And I get that. He has no business on television. And if they were going to do the finish they were going to do, I understand the idea. It's like, okay, he's turned his mom now. Her name, sorry, Nick Wayne's mom. Nick Wayne's mom doesn't have it going on, okay? Um, They could have just had Nick do it and had her be like, don't do that. And he's like, no, I'm going to do it or whatever the fuck and, and do the finish. Terrible. Now, my third point is that AEW is a company that thrives off pay-per-view buys, and I'm not going to be the guy that's like, oh, they shouldn't do main event matches on TV for free. I'm not going to be like the old guy shouting to the clouds or anything. But with very little buildup a week or so, um, this could be easily at your fucking World's End pay-per-view. They could have done a tag match. It could have been Edge. Sorry, again. And it could have been Adam Copeland. It's like the Daniel Bryan thing we did for like three weeks. Um, it could be Adam Copeland and whoever, Darby versus Killswitch and Nick Wayne. Whatever you want to do. Do something like that. Tony Khan watched wrestling his whole life. Like, how does he not understand? Okay, this is where we're going to get to. Adam Copeland versus it. Christian for the title. This is where we're going to get to as a co-main event at our pay-per-view that we still charge people money in the streaming world we live in, money to buy a pay-per-view, that do other matches, do other things. And no, they just put it on TV. The finish was shitty. They'll probably redo the match with some sort of stupid stipulation. And it's like really bad Vince booking. But like if Vince was just a fucking mark. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. It's like if Vince, like you said, if we got if we had money when we were kids and we just ended up doing it, that's probably what you'd be looking at with uh, with Tony Khan booking or, uh, things in AEW. But yeah, we have that going on there. We still have uh, the devil angle going on with MJF getting laid out uh, this past Wednesday on Dynamite um, with him also challenging Samoa Joe at the same time uh, with them getting at uh, pay-per-view uh, Joe and... Um, Joe and MJF fighting at World's End in Long Island for the AEW title. Uh, so I still think, I've said this before when we talked about this last week, that it should be that Joe is being the one to take the title off of uh, off of MJF. That would make the most sense, at least to me. Uh, but, Chairman, what are your thoughts on, the, I, again, I don't think you were on when we talked about Joe versus MJF. Joe versus MJF and... Do you have any guesses about who you think might be behind the uh, the devil angle here with MJF? It's going to be Tony Khan. He's saying it's me all along. No. <laughs> um, he's a mark. He might do it. He might really do it. But um, Joe and MJF is fine. I mean, the story's there. And, you know, this whole MJF, is, is he gone or not? You know, we keep seeing all the promotions for all their upcoming events and, there's no MJF on the posters. I'm sure he'd resign, though. I think it's just a fucking publicity stunt. I mean, let's be real. 
MJF would go to WWE, he'd be so watered down. It it just wouldn't be MJF anymore. But then again, he's kind of weird right now anyway. Like he's not the MJF of old. He's like this new cotton candy version of MJF. And, you know, he's bromancing of Adam Cole for a while there. And, you know, he's probably the devil, honestly. That's my guess is the devil. If you want to know my guess, Adam Cole. And then he's going to bring out fucking Roderick Strong and his fucking stupid kingdom. And you're going to hear, Adam! Fuck. Yeah, that's where we're at. That that whole company's fucked, guys. It, it's over. I'm calling it right now. We do our predictions, you know, for uh, 2024. WCW Nitro had about a what, five-year run before WCW went bye-bye. 2024, AW, done. Oh, wow, that is a big, bold prediction. Yeah, so Nitro was... Yeah, Nitro was 95. It lasted two thousand like five and a half years. So yeah, all right. Well, that's a, that's a, definitely a big bold prediction for AEW going into uh, 2024. Yeah, I mean, the logical thing is MJF. I've seen people say it could be a collection of people like Wardlow and Jungle Boy and Britt Baker. I I don't need another stable like that in AEW just to kind of be there and go away again. Uh, Maybe that happens, and it's MJ or it's uh, Adam Cole being the one pulling the strings behind all of it. So uh, I don't know what it is there, but I just hope they don't drag it on long enough. Like they've had a potential to do with some of their stories. Uh, you know, get this. I mean, it's probably going to go to the end of the year at World's End. They'll probably take out MJF after the match, and then MJF will take a hiatus, and people will talk about him possibly being in the Royal Rumble, uh, you know, because he's not on TV and he's not in any advertisements at all. But uh, your, what are your thoughts, Cam, on the on the whole devil angle and any ideas who you think it might be? I mean, I've said it before. I mean, the Adam Cole injury <clears throat> probably ruined every single plan they had they probably had no plans to do joe and and cole or excuse me joe and mgf at world's end like i doubt that was probably ever going to be the plan um so this kind of just screwed everything up you know and if i if i am right about you know mgf leaving and coming to wwe and possibly debuting at the royal rumble or anything like that um you know his 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 final match will be against samoa joe which is fine and since he loves cm punk so much you know it kind of works out in like a poetic way but it's going to end with Adam Cole being the devil and screwing over MJF. I'm not, maybe not screwing him over or doing something that causes him to lose the belts. Um, and then being the devil. And then who, who knows where they'll go with the henchmen after that. But if that, if that's kind of the way that things are going to go, it's going to be real awkward on dynamite. If, if uh, the week weeks after, you know, Adam Cole's revealed to be the devil and blah, blah, blah. And they really do can't really i mean i guess they could still mention mjl even if he's if he's on the next show over but who knows i mean it's kind of bittersweet and like i said you know mjf's done everything he could could possibly want to do in in aew unless he really has a hard on for wrestling fucking will osprey in london you know he's done everything um so i think the next logical step in his very young but you know still room to grow career would be wwe i mean would it be watered down? Maybe a little bit. You know, he can't get away with with the uh, with the cussing and stuff like that, which is which is fine. You know, I think they cuss too much in AEW in ways. They do it to be like cool and edgy, and it's like, all right, if one guy cusses or a couple, but it's like every other promo, there's a shit and a bitch and this and that. Um, so, I mean, we could live without MJNF get to say shit on TV. He could still cut the same promos, and I think would cut fantastic promos. And I think fucking MJF versus John Cena at WrestleMania is something that like definitely needs to happen before we all die. 
Yeah, we saw MJF and John Cena hanging out together at the uh, Iron Claw premiere uh, the other night. So he was there chilling with John Cena. I saw some pictures of Baron Corbin and Liv Morgan, too. So uh, MJF, of course, making the rounds. He was in that movie playing Chris Von or Lance Von Eric, excuse me. But I thought I saw somewhere that his act, his role got greatly reduced from it, too, which sucks if you put in the work for it and his role got reduced for what it is. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what's going to happen going into uh, 2024. It'll still be a talking point until we see MJF on a uh, on a AEW show in the year 2024. People will still talk and speculate about him going to WWE. So who knows what exactly is going to happen? But that is the main focus of our show this week. We will now get into, as I said, now that we got all three of us back here, uh, a top, our top five is back. Uh, we're going to go back to male wrestlers and give our current listing of our top five male wrestlers in professional wrestling today. I thought I had the old list share or sage from the last time, but it doesn't look like I do, unfortunately. So uh, we're just going to go right ahead. We're just going to go one through or five to one with all of them. Uh, Chairman, I'll let you go ahead and start. Why don't you give us your, uh, your top five current wrestlers in the world? So... I got Randy Orton at number five. I think his return's huge. And I think, you know, getting a big match with Roman Reigns at the Rumbles, pretty much the path we're going. So <clears throat> you get that kind of spot. You get the return ovation you get. That's my five. Uh, four, I put Drew McIntyre. We really didn't get to talk much about Drew today, but um, his heel turn in the works is phenomenal. Like, Drew as a heel is way better than a face. You know, have more stupid, cheesy countdown Claymore shit. You know, he's just a badass now. He's taking Sami Zayn out. He's got Seth Rollins on the radar again. Like, heel Drew is top-notch shit. Loving it. Loving it. You know, uh, number three is CM Punk, who has risen in my list, actually. Um, he was at five when we originally got assigned this list, but I've come to three now just because of, you know, they pretty much – he's just a big deal, like, wherever he is. That's, and he's, like, a focal point, and he hasn't wrestled a match in WWE since he returned, but he's still probably moving a shitload of merch, and he's a focal point of the show. He's getting put in big spots. You know, the, the clash of rounds is phenomenal. You know, their, their promo. Uh, two is Cody Rhodes. Cody is just the man. He is phenomenal. You know, he's also another guy's in big spots, big matches. Fans love him. You know, the heel run will never happen with him because he's just beloved by all. Whereas in AW, the fans turned on him for some weird reason. But Cody, Cody's, Cody's the man. You know, good for him. Hope he gets to finish the story someday. And number one, of course, is my boy Seth Rollins. He's the champion. Not like that bum Roman Reigns was ever around. Seth's putting him in the grind. You know, he's just killing it. You know, the clash of CM Punk was phenomenal last night. That was like my whole shit moment when he came out and heard the music of Seth. And I was like, oh boy, it's finally happening. We're getting face-to-face. Like, I'm excited for this run. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. All right, I'll go next. Uh, number five, I'm going to put uh, the current NXT champion, Ilya Dragon, up on the list. I mean, he got a really good match out of Perrin Corbin. I saw at the show, at the NXT show this past Saturday. Um, he's killing it. He was killing it with Carmella Hayes. He's one of the best wrestlers there is right now in WWE. Guys is going out there putting on kick-ass matches every time I watch anything from NXT, so gotta include him on the list. Uh, I, I will have one AEW guy on my list, number four, John Moxley. Um, he's having really good matches in this Continental Classic tournament. Uh, you know, he's He's the face of AEW, I would consider at this point. He's their all-star. He's their MVP. Uh, he's doing great stuff down there still for them in AEW. He's going to be my uh, number four 
My number three, um, I'm also probably going to put CM Punk here at number three. No, he hasn't wrestled anything yet. Uh, but I think at the same time, like he said, he's like Chairman said, he's moving merchandise. He's getting people talking. Just because he hasn't wrestled doesn't mean he can't be on this list right now. Uh, so he's going to be my number three. Uh, no, my number two, I'm actually surprised they're going to leave Cody off my list. My number two is going to be Jey Uso. I just think he is hitting everything properly right now when it comes to his stride and what he needs. He got his, he got his yeet saying back when apparently it looked like there was going to be a copyright problem with it. I saw when he was fighting Seth on raw, they like blurred out his yeet shirt in the video package, but now he's doing it again. So, um, he just gets the crowd behind them. He's like him and it's basically like him and LA Knight are pretty much the same thing on raw and SmackDown where they're just so over that anything they do, people really, really care about. And he had a great match with Seth Rollins. Like I said, a couple weeks ago on raw for the world title. Uh, so he's definitely deserves to be on this list. And, uh, my number one, I'm going to put Gunther on there. I mean, the guy, to me, is must-see TV anytime he wrestles. He's must-see TV anytime he's on TV. He just carries himself with a presence uh, anytime he's on there. Just, like, his the way he looks, the way he talks. You know, he comes into the TV, and you're listening and want to see what he says. So I'm going to go ahead and putting Gunther number one on my list. Uh, Cam, why don't you give us your top five as we finish up here? I feel like wrestling is kind of like in a kind of a good spot right now that we need to almost go to a, a top 10. Like Colin Cowherd does his weekly top 10 teams. I think we should do a almost like a top 10 once a month because I feel like it's really thriving right now. Um, well, it's hard, like I said, the top five, you know, so like honorable mentions I would give, if we're going to shout out anybody in AEW, I would shout out uh, Christian Cage for his work. You know, we didn't really even talk about the Continental Classic. Maybe we will next week. And then I would uh, also shout out the Cody Shinsuke Nakamura feud, I think it's, it's really building. And I think it's, you know, again, a nice use of the Apollo of, uh, of uh, my mind is the Creed brothers. So I was like, I couldn't think for a second. So they got a nice little showcase last night on raw too. But yeah, my number, my top five, I'm going to go over our truth. And I, I 100% serious when I say this, the guy's back missed his comedic relief. You know, he's doing stuff with alpha Academy, who was kind of the WWE comedic relief for a while you know, his stuff with Judgment Day just continues to be great. I mean, I, I feel like they're on a collision course for R-Truth to cost them the titles, tag team titles, next time they defend them. But completely by accident, you know, they beat up R-Truth. You know, it got some heat back on on Judgment Day <clears throat> with a little bit of tease of the dissension there last night with Rhea Ripley getting all pissed off. But R-Truth, definitely number five. Um, number four, I'm going to go Drew McIntyre. I like what Chairman said. I think Drew's on a really good run right now. He is... You know, he's kind of going after everybody. You know, his heel turn, I think, is solidified now. I think that he has made his intentions clear. He's got a match with with, um, with Seth Rollins for the title January 1st. You know, he's kind of going after Jey Uso. He's going after CM Punk. So I think that he's kind of elevating himself into, like, a top heel role right now on Raw. Um, number three, I'll go with the champ, Seth Rollins. It's kind of funny that a lot of these guys, you know, like SmackDown has kind of been down a little bit lately, um, even with the returning Randy Orton, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, but number three, I'm going to go Seth Rollins. I think Seth is the – you talk about MVPs, Justin. I think Seth's kind of been the WWE MVP. You know, you got Roman, who is the man, but at the same time, Seth's kind of put the company on his back the last couple of years, and their resurgence now here the last – since Triple H took over, I think Seth definitely deserves to be in this list for the foreseeable future. Um, number two, I'm going to go Jey Uso with everything you said, Justin. I think Jay 
Jay has really, I, I kind of got nervous when he first moved over and I was like, okay, they're going to do this stuff with Cody and then he's going to get lost in the shuffle. But he has maintained being a top face, even with CM Punk coming back um, as a top face on Raw. And I think that, you know, his match with Drew was fantastic. And, you know, the sky's the limit. Maybe he could be the one taking on Gunther next for the Intercontinental title. And uh, number one, even though he hasn't wrestled and he made your guys' list, I'm going CM Punk. I mean, the freaking guy is everywhere. Um, I still think that he's there still like the number. If you look up on ringside collectibles and AEW here, CM Punk's uh, Supreme one or the blood and guts one with him and MJF still number one. So he's a, a number one merch mover for the WWE while simultaneously still moving merchandise for AEW. Um, and that's kind of enough said about being the number one spot. I mean, he's back. Um, he's going to face Seth Rollins at some point. It's, it's really refreshing. And everyone just has their fingers crossed, but I feel like the environment in the WWE is a lot better. So I don't, see anything happening with CM Punk but never count anything out alright and that is our show for this week uh, next week we will start our year end show uh, we normally have to break it into two parts depending on how much we do but we'll go ahead and give out our year end awards at that point for our show if you listen to us before or we just go through and you know Best male wrestler, female wrestler, tag team, match, pay-per-view, premium line event, etc. We'll have it all broken down for you starting next week. So for my co-host Cam and the chairman Stephen Vincent, I am Justin C. signing off, and we will talk to you guys then.